0: Thank you. We are rich in the Lord, aren't we? What a blessed people we are. I'm surprised to see you back. <laughs> I've been talking to the church and I thought, surely I'm going to run your way. And you're back. I'm surprised. We're glad to see you tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, we are going to be talking about church again tonight. And tomorrow night, uh, you've got some lost friends, invite them to supper, and then or you might have to feed them after service. Uh, and, and invite them to come tomorrow night uh, because we will be on the church again, but uh, we'll be majoring on the lost people tomorrow night. Tonight on the church again. Somebody said, Well, uh, there's seven churches. How are you going to cover them all? I didn't say I was going to cover them all. I've prayed about it, and uh, tonight we're going to be looking at the church at Philadelphia. And that's in chapter 3, verse 7. Uh, yes, it's a wonderful series, and you've got a great pastor, so, uh, you know, he can go through those with you. Uh, I went through the whole book of Revelation, took me two years. Uh, I've been in Psalms now for probably my third year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, uh, we just go right through the Bible and teach, and uh, that's what we do. And so uh, as we were praying about it, we felt this church at Philadelphia is one that uh, we'd like to look at tonight and see what that church has to say to us. A church of brotherly love. That's what the name means. And I know of nothing more important today than love in the church. I've already heard one of your members uh, say that... uh, this church was one of the most loving churches what a compliment my son asked me today and somebody asked me do I like green pines <laughs> I do my son said well now dad where's your other church uh, you have two homes so where's your other church I said green pines so if y'all take me I'll take this is my second church we're to be a loving accepting church you know a uh, guy came to church and uh, he didn't look quite right so the deacons just ushered him outside and he sat on the front steps of the church and hands in his in his face and uh the story goes that jesus came up to him and said son what's the problem they said well i tried to go to church and uh, they wouldn't accept me and jesus said to him well son don't worry about it i've been trying to get in that church for years And I can't get in there either. I'm afraid that's true. I know it is. There's a lot of people that would not want Jesus in the church. But you're a church that has Jesus in you. And we want more of Jesus than we've got. Starting at Thyatira, which is in chapter 2. That's a little tiny church, a great big passage on it, starting in verse 18. Starting in Thyatira, Jesus says in verse 25, But that which you have already, hold fast till I come. And we find that little phrase from the end to the ends of the churches. And he keeps with every time he talks to one of these churches, he says, I'm coming back. So from Thyratira on, we find that he keeps warning these churches, I'm coming back. So our Lord is saying to them, you're going to be in existence on the earth when I come back. I believe the church at Philadelphia is one of those churches... That will be in existence when our Lord comes back. When's he coming back? Anytime. I already told Mike if the Lord come back. Uh, he'd have to get somebody else to preach. <laughs> he said well, we'd have to have somebody to lead music too. But I'm expecting the Lord anytime. And he puts that in each one of these last churches warning them. Look, you don't have forever. People say, oh, we got more time than money. Who does? No, we don't. This is liable to be our very last second. So you can't go around and say, we got more time than money. I hear folks throw that philosophy around. You, no, you don't. This may be our last second. And in that day, this church will be divided. Who's left and who goes? I do believe if the Lord had come, I believe we'd have a house full tonight. Those coming to find out, you know, I missed it. How can I get in? It's going to happen anytime. Now let's read in chapter 3, starting with the church at Philadelphia. It starts in verse 7. And if you will stand with me as we read these few verses. And the angel or the minister of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I make them to come and worship before thy feet. And to know that I have loved thee, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown, him that cometh. I overcometh, I will make a pillow in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh out from heaven from God. And I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Let's pray. dear heavenly father we listen to you as you've talked to this church and to us lord we want to be attentive to you tonight speak to every one of our hearts thank you lord for this dear church for its pastor for the leadership in this place Lord, make us all you want us to be. That the light would shine brightly from this place, not just to Nightdale, but to our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You went through quite a few doors to get here tonight, didn't you? Think about how many doors it took you to get here tonight. How many doors did you have to go out of? Well, out of your house. Then you got in the car, opened the door, got out of that door, come in here. Had to come in several doors to get in here. Doors are very important in our life, aren't they? They open passages to go to places. And the thing that he says to this church at Philadelphia, which means brotherly love, he said, I've placed before you an open door and no man can shut it. What a day we live in. We do have open doors, don't we? Like no other time in all the world has God opened so many doors for us. And I believe we're living in that very day that he's talking about. Today he says I'm going to open doors there's never been a time in all the world that doors have been open like they are today used to I talk about you know you could fly anywhere in the world uh, in the early days of our ministry uh, my wife and I went to uh, school with a couple that uh, went to the mission field and uh, we we just had such a bond with them and then they went overseas <laughs> and uh, you know We'd send a letter, and it'd take six months before we could hear again. We'd send them gifts, and it takes six, six months. You think about six months—you got to send something, man. About six months, you've already forgot who they are, you know. And it just—it it took forever. And you wondered how our friends were doing, and it just, uh, just, no communication. Travel was so slow. Then we got our jets, and you know we could fly. And go overseas in a day, a day and a half or so, and uh, so what a day, what an open door that we can just get in a plane and go to another part of the world, how fascinating, how wonderful it was, and uh, now, look at the open door we have today, Uh, I remember one of our times in India, we were in trouble, and um, we've been confined in solitary confinement for a period, and until uh, the rioting settled down They beat up a bunch of preachers And threw them off rooftops And that sort of thing And so we, we were hidden for a while In our motel room I always travel with food And uh, I had to live off of the food I took for three days Couldn't get out And I praised God for it Folks say, why do you always carry food? Because hey, it come in handy What a blessing I was sitting in my room you know, with those little uh, tuna fish and uh, <laughs> had these boxes of milk and uh, poured me a little cereal, and I was just sitting up fine. Well, you know, um, we finally got out so we could. I said, well, you know, I think tonight we can get out. And it was, boys wonderful. It was nighttime. We thought, you know, we'll, we'll rent a cab with a tinted windows uh, so nobody can see you. And we're going to go out, and uh, tonight we're going to go visit a Buddhist temple and some other things. And so we went out, and then boom! Tire blows on it. And I thought, well, you know, we're not going to move. We're going to stay inside this thing, let them change that tire. Well, they couldn't get the tire off. They said the bolts have been rung on it, and I can't get the tire off, and if we did... We don't have a spare tire. There we're in the middle of nowhere. And I'm thinking, you know, what on earth are we going to do? There's no phones over here. I don't know what we're going to do. Of course, and you know, you do what we ought to do anyway. We prayed. God, protect us. Watch over us. And So I got outside the road and a rickshaw came along and I was praying, Oh God, please may not these be some of those people that are trying to kill us. And uh, he picked us up, took us back, and uh, I just praised the Lord. I thought, you know, boy, if I just had a phone, just had anywhere to communicate. Well, there was nothing. Now when I go to India, you know what I can do? I pull out my cell phone and I call my wife. How you doing? Wow. What a day. We have got a door that's open so wide to the world, and God said it. Hundreds and thousands of years ago, our Lord said, told John, John, there's going to come a day when the church has got an open door like you've never seen before. And we've got it today, don't we? I remember first going into ministry, and I, I knew some of these boys had these big cars with these uh, phones in them. And I, I'd go to the hospital and come home, and my wife said, You know, so-and-so called, and they're, they're in that same hospital just down the hall. Go all the way back out. I said, you know, one day I'm going to get me a phone in my car. Well, whoever dreamed you'd have a day where you don't need it in your car. You just stick it in your hands, walk around, and talk to anybody in the world. A lot of our folks are dropping land phones. Why? We can talk long distance on a cell phone. You can talk overseas. Open door. Our Lord said, I'm going to open a door to you. Wow. Who on earth would believe just a few years ago that you can get a phone and you can surf the whole net and find out anything you want? My wife and I, as we drive along and talk, we were all the time, say, well, I wonder what on earth. Well, my wife just whips out the phone, you know, and, goes in the net and finds it. Well, that's what it is. And we'll, we'll talk about something. We, I don't know what that means. you? Well, we'll find it. Open door. What are the open doors for? So we can know more? So we can socialize better? No. God has put an open door for us to share the gospel he said i'm this church he didn't say that to any other church in any other period of time he said to philadelphia there's some of you're faithful you're faithful to the word there were those that strayed he knew that day would come but he says to that church i'm going to place before you an open door and nobody can shut it wow we've got an open door today somebody just mentioned to me this morning just a few minutes ago she said you know what we could what a novel idea we could put the scripture on Facebook and send it out to our friends. Thank you for coming up with that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I had one of my friends that uh, made a point of getting to know a bunch of Muslims. And he had them all on his Facebook. And, and he just started sending out the word of God. And they kicked him off of Facebook. So, I didn't know you could get kicked off. Yeah we've got an open door friend to share the gospel are you using it what a day my brother here from west virginia some of us come from that part of the country and i tell you uh it gets tough you know you get hung in a hollow up there and uh you you just can't get out i tell you you get that closed feeling you go in up in the mountains and uh my folks come from up there and you you look around you know there's mountains all around you and I know Grandma, we brought her down here. She said, oh, I didn't know there was anything like this in the world. I thought the whole world was mountains. (laughs) You know, they were scared to get out beyond the other mountain. And, and, you know, you didn't have communication. God opened a door. He put roads down here. Now they put them up in West Virginia. (laughs) What a day. We've got open road to, to what? To share the gospel. Jesus in Matthew Chapter 18 said, if I got 99 sheep and one of them is lost. He said, here's what I do. I'd go and I would search till I found that lost sheep, wherever it is. He said, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Do you get that? When you invite Jesus to come in your heart, who is He? He's one that comes to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, seek, do you know what that means? You got a lost sheep, you're going to have to try to find it. Where are you, sheep? Sheep, where are you? Down here? I don't see you. Well, it's interesting back there. <laughs> you know, you've got to go around and find them. And the Lord said, you know what? I'm going to give you a lot of open doors. So when the doors open, we go. Where are you? There's folks out there. <laughs> you know, you go find them. You don't stay. You know, well, we're a church. We're a loving body of folks. We just love to hang together. Uh -uh. Jesus said if one's lost. What am I going to do? He said I'm going to go find them. That's his heart. Did you realize when you asked Jesus to come in your heart. (laughs) That's his heart. He's not content. To stay in church with God's family. Our Lord's not content to be here he says you know what thank you for coming back you know he's going out to find them that's what he's going to do Jesus in Luke he's criticized for sitting around with the lost people in Luke 19 he was with the rich man and people said you know Jesus you're you're, you're sitting and eating with the wrong kind of people. What did Jesus say? Quoted that same verse he did in Matthew. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. You know, we're Christians. We, we don't associate. No, uh We're Christians. We associate with anybody to win them to Jesus. How many doors were open for you today? I was just thinking over our day today. Uh, uh, we went to the bank and the door was open. <laughs> you know They're always ready for you to come to the bank. So you know what? It's the opportunity to share with the person about the Lord. We happened to be downtown Zevelyn today. And the door was open to a restaurant. So what did we do? We went in the restaurant. You know, I found if you're going to spend money, then you have a right to witness about Jesus. Use it. Use your money. If you're going to go out and eat, go on and talk about Jesus. They're not going to throw you out. Yeah, you, know, you hold the money in front of them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what, whatever you say. Whatever you say. <laughs> My banker friend said, well, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever you say sorry uh, I found uh, we've been working with the Muslims and uh, overseas and uh, I said well you know that you're, it's against their law for you to witness <laughs> I know it is but you know what you go in one of their establishments and you say you know what I'm interested in one of your Persian rugs you can talk about Jesus all day long and they'll never hes- hesitate they won't lock you up why You're using what God's given us, and it opens a door, and you share about the Lord, wherever you are. The Lord said to this church, I've opened a door, and nobody can shut it. What a door we've got open today. Internet, phones, you can get all over the entire world. Jerry just shared about Skyping with one this morning. We have that door, and what are we going to do with it? Use it to share about the Lord. <laughs> yeah, the older I am, the less I like traveling overseas, but you know what? I can still communicate all over the world. Get to talk on a regular basis with folks all around the world. God's opened that door. Now, are we going to use it and uh, use it for ourselves or use it to witness to lost? Friend, if we got Jesus in our heart, we're going to have to share with the lost world. That's our job. That's our calling. And that's exactly what he says to this church. You've got an open door. Green pines, we got an open door tonight. Are we going to share? Are we going to commit? You know, why did God save us and leave us here? You know, we asked Jesus, come in our heart. So why don't he just zip us on up to heaven? You know, hey, another one saved. Boom! Out of here. Out of saved, good, out of here, boom why does he leave us here he left us here to carry on his work didn't he to seek seek which means go after and save the lost. he does the saving we don't but he wants us to seek and he said that's why i'm leaving you here we got one job we'll never do in heaven and that's share with other folks you can't do it in heaven you say, wow, you know, this is so wonderful. This is such a wonderful place. I wish I'd done more. This is the only chance we've got, and the time is running out. We don't have forever. we got to get with it. Why, well, we got an opportunity. He said, I've got the door open, but there is one thing. He says, I'm coming back. So time's against us. Church, would you commit with me tonight? We are going to do everything we can, everywhere we go, to witness for the Lord. Some of you are paid by your business to travel overseas. That means you're a missionary paid by the American dollars. Be a missionary where you are. Use your position, your job, to share the gospel wherever you are all over the world. Whatever doors, some of you are getting sick. What a wonderful opportunity. There's one group of people, besides lawyers. and I'm sorry, George. <laughs> but, but you know, there's one group of people that, man, I see so few of them saved. And that's doctors. They're so busy. Oh, they don't have time. <laughs> one, one of them comes to our place occasionally. He says, I'm just so busy. I'm just so committed. I, I just don't have any time. There's always somebody i got to operate on. They leave God out of the life. Why do you think you're getting sick? God opens a door in the hospital, in the medical center, in the rest homes. Go, go, and witness when God puts you out and says, you know, you got a broken leg. Go, Go see the doctor. Hey, doctor, let's pray about this together. Can I pray for you? Hey, why not? You're paying the bill. You're in charge. It's an open door. Go on and tell him. I want to pray for you. Praise God, we've got a few of them that pray, but not many. Use that open door. And then he says to this church, uh, I know you've got some there that uh, are hypocrites. Uh, they say they're a synagogue and not in verse 9. Uh, he's going to take care of them. And then he says in verse 10, what a wonderful verse. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. Which shall come upon the whole world. To try them that dwell on the earth. You hear what he's saying? I love that verse. He says to this church. There's going to come a trial. That's going to come on the whole world. There always are trials. We're going through them today. The scripture says. All that live godly. Shall suffer persecution. So you say, well, you know, I, I don't want to have any trouble. Listen, friend, if you're going to live godly for Christ, you're going to suffer persecution. But there's a worldwide event that he talks about that's in the rest of this book. The major part of this book talks about a tribulation period that's going to come on the whole earth. Uh, earthquakes, third of the people killed. People say, well, you know, I'm concerned about our sun. Don't worry about it. The sun is going to burn up. And he says a part of the sun goes, our days get messed up. Uh, people have to have a mark put on them uh, to buy and to sell. We're already very close to that. One of my businessmen says, you know, I'm working on that project right now. <laughs> he said, shall I quit? And I said, no, sir, you can't change the word of God. We're going to end up in that day. Uh, they're, they're trying to look after all this old people. They're scared, you know, we're going to walk off. So they want to put something inside of us and they want our social security on our babies and and don't want to lose anybody well he talks about that day they put a mark on everybody god's word says those people that do are not going to enter into heaven and it's a tough time you can't buy you can't sell we got all sorts of things like that's going to be happening on the earth talks about (laughs) a star coming down you know we uh, they, they said oh we just almost missed the other day our spacecraft up there, some of that trash up there uh, came within nine miles of the spacecraft. And he said, Man, it was scary. Well, friend, don't worry about that. Worry about that big star that's going to hit this earth. And the scripture talks about it during that time. And the destruction is going to happen. He said, What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I got a neighbor that's not saved. And uh, he tells me, You know, he said, I'm building a bunker down the coast. And I, I'm going to have my guns and everything down there. And I tell you when it comes. When he comes, I'm going to be prepared. I'm prepared too. My bunker is Jesus. And in verse 10, he says, you know what? You that stay faithful, he says, I'll take care of you. You're not going to have to go keep you from the hour of temptation that's going to come on the whole world. You know, friend, God has always looked after his people. He says, scary times. And people like talking about it because they're scared. I know of no more secure place than the hands of Jesus. Noah, what a day. In fact, he says the last days are going to be like that. There was one family in the entire world that was faithful to God. Methuselah and Enoch and all the rest of them had died. After they died one by one, one family left. God said, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to protect you through all the crisis. Friend, God may not have a big family, but he says, I'm going to take care of you. Yeah, there's going to come a crisis in the whole world. It tells us about it. It's economic. Every other way. And we see it. We see we're fast going there. Fast. God says, I'm going to take care of you. Are you secure in the hands of the Lord? What a good place to be. And then he says in verse 11, I come quickly. Hold fast that no man take your crown. Friend, we don't have Forever. We are fighting against time. That's why, you know, you say, well, let's, friend, if God opens a door for you to share with somebody, don't put it off. How many times have we wasted it? knew we should have said something. And the devil just gets old oh, don't, 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 don't ruin it. No, friend, we've got to talk about Jesus. That's why we got open doors. God opens you a door. He's given you money that you can use. Use it he's giving you internet he's giving you these cell phones use it to god's glory folks can hear the services and i'm sure that you've got yours on internet and everything else Uh, that's what you're supposed to do we had a church up in new hampshire that uh, uh somebody called me up there and said you know we're having trouble we're not getting the word of god and i said we'll just tune in our services here on your internet a group of them started doing it and they said you know what We've been listening to you. We want you to come up to New Hampshire. <laughs> you know what? It's nothing wrong with Yankees when Jesus says them. <laughs> Look, friend, we've got all... <laughs> Boy, some of you are exposing yourself. <laughs> you know, friend, we've got an open door all over the world. Did you read just this last week? The United States is the one place that's coveted more worldwide than any other place in the world. Jerusalem. Why did it start in Jerusalem? You remember when the Holy Spirit came down? Everybody had gathered in Jerusalem. And God didn't have to say, Well, you know, I want to send missionaries. I know. He brought them right there, gave them the Word of God, and they got saved. And then they went out. Isn't it wonderful? God has put the open door for us living in a place where there are more foreigners than anybody else. We've already geared our folks up. I don't know about your community. We've already found out the white people are decreasing and the black people are decreasing in my community. Five miles around our church, every other group is increasing, and the white folks and, and uh, black are decreasing. So we just told our folks okay, what are we going to do? We're going to sit here and die? No, we're going to reach international. So we got an international ministry. They're increasing, we're decreasing. (laughs) Why? What an open door. God's given all these. They want to come to America. Isn't that wonderful? So what are we going to do? God gives you an open door. Watch how many people serve you in a day. What nationality they are. One day I checked it out. We went to Coles and a few other places. I don't think there was a white person Served me anywhere There always somebody from some other ethnic group God's opened that door Now either we can blow it Or open the door Go in and use it And then he goes on to shares how uh, uh, He says I'm going to make you a pillar And I'm going to give you a new name I'm going to verse 12 I'm going to write upon him My new name Wow during the tribulation, everybody wants to carry the name of the beast on them. Tattooed on them or whatever. will not it be wonderful when we get the Lord? He says, I'm going to give you a new name. I'm excited about that, aren't you? I got a name, Shannon, It's passed on from my great-granddaddy. And it's down to my grandson. You know, there's nothing spiritual about it at all. I know that. And we gave our kids names. Zelma and I, neither one of us have spiritual names. We both have crazy names. So we decided to give our kids crazy names. (laughs) Wouldn't it be neat when the Lord gives us a new name? I've got in trouble more times. I say, yeah, I can't imagine anybody naming their child Jacob. So I'm going ahead and offend some of you. Yeah, Jacob means deceiver. And what did God do with Jacob? He said, Jacob, son, I'm, I'm going to give you a new name. <laughs> yeah, you're, you live up to your name. I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to call you Israel, man of God. Won't that be fun when we get to heaven? God looks at us and says, you yeah, I love old Barnabas. God said, you know, you lived up to your name. You're an encourager. I want to be good when we get before God and he says, you know what? I've been watching how you serve me. I'll give you this name. Maybe it'll be grace, encourager, lover, patient. What a day. Church tonight, our decision is this. Every night we've had a different one. we got one tonight. Our Lord wants a church that goes into the open door. It's there, but he wants a church that do just what he does, and that is to seek the lost and win them to him.